Tales from the Trailblazers, Part 12 I got a message from Doug GGM. He asked if I could make a report on the last few days, a sort of cliff notes for the last 96 hours or so. Here's my best recollection of the four-day events. After chasing Dr. NGI out, who I'm convinced is not a doctor. I mean what board would possibly re-up his license? But I digress. After Dr. NGMI left, things started to calm down. It looked like we were gonna have a few days of rest when a group of lab assistants decided they were going to have another crack at the secret room. I decided to tag along. None of us could budget, but luckily Mage Toyotomi and his bionic arm saved the day. He broke the door latch and got us into a surveillance room. A host of mysteries opened up for us. The first was a keypad on the wall that took us quite a while to figure out. Thanks to Grid, we got past the little hatch to find a non-functioning toggle switch. Mage Toyotomi had to order the part to get it working again. We decided to take a break until it was fixed. The very next day, Brenswa and Infinite found a secret document in the computer housed in the surveillance room that showed a plan along with some blueprints to three mech monsters hell-bent on helping the kaiju destroy New Tokyo and anyone who opposed its plans. This time it was Isaac that stepped up and saved the day. He figured out that it was a cipher using the key 10 cuffed to get us the code. After that it was easy peasy lemon squeezy. We inputted the codes into the terminal to find out it was all a ruse from Dr. NGMI himself. Basically, it was a trick to get us to make the AI network choose the strongest mech to fight and destroy its brethren. There could be only one, Highlander style. The AI network could only support one monster. We had to find another way to stop this lone beast that was starting to wreak havoc in the hangar, trying to bust out to help the Kaiju. Mage Toyotomi then discovered the next day that there was an eight-digit stack code that could cause the AI net to power down and stop functioning. We just had to somehow place the codes in the right order. Again, Grid cracked the code with help of the other lab assistants. I'm starting to figure out who the brains are in this place, and it ain't me. During this whole time, Mage Toyotomi wanted me in the surveillance room, where I could be quick to enter the code if discovered. It was this downtime that I stumbled upon a cute little grayish-blue kitten that I named Little Mevi. She helped get me through the boredom since Mage Toyotomi wasn't much of a conversationalist while trying to fix the toggle in the wall. Our new little tunnel mascot has become quite the celebrity rat chaser. Unfortunately, turning off the AI network almost backfired. It turned out the only thing keeping the small nuclear containment reactor from overheating and blowing up was the AI system. We had a very short window to rewire the panel in the monster mech before all of the tunnels would be engulfed in radiation and fire. Luckily, living my best life was on top of this and fixed the top part of the motherboard. To keep the engine from going into meltdown, he saved our butts for sure. Ventrud came in and fixed the rest of the circuitry to enable us to stabilize it more fully and get it the heck out of Dodge before it could do any further damage. I hope I can find something to reward these last two for saving all of us. I'd offer my Rubik's Cube but I smashed it out of frustration earlier the day before. Oh well, I'm sure I'll find something for them. As the great Ice Cube once said, today was a good day. I said as I rolled out of bed the next day, I scooped up my jars and headed to the nursery. 
I wanted to grab the two kittens which I left with QUES0. We noticed that they had a calming effect on the creature jars. I noticed the day before that Thesu was amazed by the interactions of Evie and Little Mevi. He was possibly mesmerized by their constant sneak attacks on each other. It almost looked like the creatures were studying the felines on their attack maneuvers. Anyways, I finally got all my jars down there using one of the padded carts when I heard a crash. Quazo looked at me and yelled, Get these two cats out of here. They just knocked over one of the jars. Luckily, they aren't breakable or mage chanauni. Would throw these two out of the tunnel so quick your head would spin. I grabbed the two troublemakers and headed on out with them. Guess, you all have worn your welcome out. I headed over to the tunnels near the labs since I wanted to see what Wizard Roshi was up to today. He said he had some exciting plans to unveil tomorrow or the next day. I placed the cats on the ground and watched them for a bit. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw something scurry across the floor and into one of the labs. Immediately, Evie was on top of it with her sister hot on her heels. I wasn't sure if it was a large cockroach or a small mouse, but I chased after the two quickly. I entered the lab to find little Mebby leaping after the terrified creature which happened to be a small gecko. It ran up the table and over a glass box of some sort. Evie tried to follow but slid right into the glass box. The box slammed shut on the little kitten as the computer sprang to life behind him. The terminal read locked and examining. I pulled on the handle to get in, but it wouldn't budge. Just then Wizard Hiroku walked in surveying the scene. He looked at me and said, you're going to have to run the program to get him out. Don't worry, there's no danger, just hit the enter key. I turned around and hit enter on the keyboard. The computer whirled as it scanned the kitten. Unrecognized creature, name. The computer asked. I typed in, Evie. What is Evie origin story? It asked next. Mum. It thought to myself. What is his origin story? I typed in. He is a kitten of the underground who battles his sister on a daily basis for dominance. He likes to try and prove his skills as a killer of small creatures that try to invade his territory. He is sort of a little beast in his own mind. I typed and hit enter. Describe the appearance of Evie to the best of your ability. I looked at the kitten in the box closely who didn't seem to mind being there. Reddish with violet undertones, super furry, maybe four pounds and full of energy. I put in. How would you categorize Evie's personality? The computer asked. I clicked the first choice. Comical. The computer whizzed and whirled some more and then asked. What does E.V. like to eat? Easy, I thought. Mice, lizards, cat food, and milk. I entered in the answers. What is one fun fact have you've learned about E.V.? I had to think. She is loved by almost everyone but living my best life and mage Chinami. The computer waited a moment then asked. How does Evie seem to react to the lab? I looked down at Evie who was now asleep in the box, while his sister was busy searching for the lizard that got away. I'd have to say oblivious. I said out loud. I typed in the answer. The computer spun and made electronic sounds like you would hear in a sci-fi movie. Then it scanned the sleeping kitten again. Finally, it popped the box open with a response on the screen. Evie not trainable. Faft. He is trainable, 
You just don't know cats like I do, Howl, or whatever your name is. I said with slightly injured feelings. Wizard Hiroku laughed behind me. Let's get these kittens out of here before Dr. GM sees them in here. He loves cats, but probably wouldn't want them in the labs. I scooped them up and headed to the rec center. I knew Grid and Finlet were there with Brenswa, and they would love to see them go at it for a little while. Sure enough, they were in their playing quarters. I slid the cats into middle of the floor yelling, Cat attack. Pick your opponent. I got little Mebby, hollered Grid. I'll take that bet. I reply back.